This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm a guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of morning doc good to see you Hey, Gordon, how's it going? That's okay. I see you doing your Johnny Cash impression this morning. You're the man in black. Is it uh, you have a, you had a bad bad weekend? What happened? What? No, no, no. You know, just uh, kind of changing the seasons. I guess, you know, you wake up and uh, my eyes were a bit scratchy and the pollen in the air. And, I- and Gwen, yeah? Say it now because Lynn will start. I've got Lynn's got about 30 minutes, and <laughs> if we're lucky, we'll get a word in at the back well, this end. This is cool, Gordon. It's one of those easy ones where we can kind of sit back and absolutely. every now and then go, yes, yeah. yes, you, 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 absolutely. Correct. Okay, great. Well, I look forward Welcome. to that then. I'm and taking off. I'm, I'm taking not my headphones off. I'll take your headphones put your feet up. There we go. And it's over to the creatrix herself, Lynn Joffe. What a warm welcome. I'm not quite sure what to say now. You've left me speechless, Gordon. Well, that's a first. Okay. I mean, while you're gathering your thoughts, welcome, Tandy. Hello. Are you speechless? No, no, I'm good. Ah, well, thank goodness for that. I'll speak for the both of us, just this once. <laughs> well, you, who goes to show that on the Doc and Guru, there's always a first. Somebody is going to be speaking on behalf of Lynn. Lynn, Thanks for joining us this morning. I mean, we've, we've had this kind of discussion for a while, and it's really good that we finally got around to it. And uh, you've been, a, you like myself, we've, we've kind of grown up in this industry, so we won't go down history lane. But it's kind of interesting for me that you've moved into the space of multi, what, multicultural communication, you know, across the sort of spectrum in South Africa. And, you know, it's kind of an interesting question, which I think I should ask. How's, how's a good Kugel, like you actually nice get to champion, like yeah, yeah, champion this particular cause. It's very, it's very interesting. So, for, for you know, I, I began life as a copywriter. 
Yeah. I didn't know, even know what copy was. I was a temp. I saw this word copy. I said, what is it? They said, it's a person who writes the words. But I can do that. Yeah. So I started off in copy. I threw away my secretarial career to start again. And I've always worked with the words. It's kind of, I'm a, I'm a storyteller kind of innately. And then I've developed that. So the reason that, and the reason for the multicultural stuff back in the day when I was a girl was that there were no black writers. There were no cultural sensitivities for anything other than, I don't know if you remember the It's Not Inside, It's On Top campaign that they then just put a black dude in and did exactly the same ad. Yeah. So I was very interested. I wasn't born in South Africa, so I didn't come with the kind of historical prejudice that we had at the time. And I was always fascinated at the cultural resonances of making this work in languages that were not my mother tongue. Yeah. And so during the, my agency years, I wanted to do the work that um, it, if it was translated, I would work with the producer. We would, yeah. I, I became fascinated in an area that nobody wanted to touch. Yeah. Um, fast forward 20 more years, we have a company where we are all young, gifted and black, except for me, because um, I'm older and gifted and lungu and I can't help it. But there's a lot of, of transfer of information and, and um, inspiration, if you like, both ways. And yeah. I want Tali to get a word in edgewise because, because I come from kind of, in, in a way, a previous generation have to grow up into the modern age. Um, there is a kind of cachet, I'm, I would imagine, that you guys have as well, not being 25 yourselves, mm. um, of our experience, um, which I've always had as a kind of a rebel outcast. Yeah, so I mean, I think you've talked about words, but we'll come back to that because you've, there's a whole range of creative expression beyond the words, which I think uh, is, is intriguing. But what you've plugged, I mean, all copywriters will say we get into the words, all creative agencies are, you know, have control of, of words. But what you have moved into as a space which was innovative at the time is the whole issue of the oral tradition and storytelling. Everybody now is telling stories, and any any number of websites you go and will tell you it's all about the story. But um, Tandy, from your perspective, I mean, I know you you studied creative writing at UNISA, what 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, so, what attracted you to this particular proposition, uh, you know, in terms of of, of creative uh, expression? To be honest, I think um, stories found me. It's the other way around. I've I've always been drawn to to stories. Even as a kid, uh, I would spend a lot of time in the library. There's something about the imagination, um, just painting a picture in one's mind that always appealed to to me and who I am. So when fate uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. really pushed me towards it, really pushed uh, me towards Lynn, we kind of found each other's magic. Um, and, and the magic being storytelling, telling authentic stories about brands, telling authentic stories about people. Um, and, and that is really what... It's a spark yeah, for it's, both it, of us. Yeah. Uh, it's to catch you up, is that this idea of storytelling, people think it's like Hansel and Gretel on the moor. Mm. Um, it isn't. And in fact, we've done storytelling um, workshops mm. and, and actually helping people find their creative voices yeah. because storytelling is innate to the human being. Salman Rushdie says that we are the storytelling animal. It's actually embedded in our DNA. So if you can attract and, and retain attention through a story link, Mm. Um, we found it, we, we, we so passionate about it that yes, we'll do advertising as well kind mm. of thing. But that's not really true because with the brand story, with a brand story, you have to have a strategy, mm. you have to have a background. Mm. We have a, a, almost an IP of how to do this and a lot of agencies will say, oh, well, we can do that, we can like, write a drama. Mm. Well, can you? 
I'm not yeah. going to give it away on the radio, but <laughs> there, there are, there are, there are, in a sense, it's almost taking classical storytelling techniques and applying them, particularly to, we do a lot of radio, as everybody yeah. knows, we're yeah. now branching out into other amplifications yeah. on all sorts of media, and if there's no story thread, I maintain that every single ad that's ever done any good in the world has, has a story yeah. So 9.99 is a horrible brief to get for a story, but yeah. you can still make a story out of it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Sure. The, uh, the you know coming back to to that issue of storytelling, uh, Tandy. When we chatted about this the other day, you you kind of intimated that storytelling is a is a universal practice. But I think within Africa, the oral tradition is way more reinforced and way more embedded in culture. Um, talking about radio, I just did some mm. analysis of. Uh, radio consumption and genre consumption and I, I was you know i think encouraged to see that radio dramas are still a very very powerful communication tool we'll come back to amplification in other areas so you know how do you feel about creating dramas where do you start in you know creating a drama do you do you embed yourself in the community and reverse the story out or do you try and create the branded story and reverse it into the community yeah so um I think the, the the so just going back to to the oral tradition um, or the the tradition of of oral storytelling, it it is very resonant in this um, target market um, because it's just how people share stories, how people share information. I learned about the history of my family through my grandmother telling us stories at bedtime. Um, and I try and pass on that generation, I mean, that, that tradition with my kids. And, and it's, it's, I think just to take on what already exists, which is my thing, is I think sometimes with advertising, the problem is people try and be too creative and, and miss out on the heart of it. So what works with, with storytelling and, and the process of it is that what has worked for generations is just simply relaying information in an entertaining way. And we do that by merging whatever the, the brand requires mm. um, uh, into the story to form one um, thing. So it feels just like one, it's in, embedded in each, like it's, it's, in, in, it's in sync. It's not... Um, bits and pieces so that it doesn't feel disjointed. So we tell the story, we always start the story from the target market, right? Community so if, up. yeah, the com yeah, who are we speaking to and what is it that they need or require from this? And then we embed the brand essence into that story. Yeah, I think one of the quotes um, that uh, resonated with me chatting to you was, um, if you want to learn about a culture, listen to the stories. If you want to change a culture, Change the Stories, which is a quote you attribute to uh, Michael Margolis, who is uh, CEO of, of an agency called Story, so that whole story narrative. I mean, how, <laughs> where do you draw the line between, you know, I don't like the way this story plays out, I'm going to change it to my own benefit, or versus positive, affirmative change of the story? No, I think I should use an example because we could talk about any story on earth. So, yeah. for, for example, for Anglo-American wanted to build trust in communities that was the brief that was the value that we had to instill and in every story there's a value now you can do that by being all goody two-shoes and hello how are you and isn't it lovely to be trusting we don't do any of that we created two competing 
families a la Romeo and Juliet stuck a little bit of Mary Poppins in it. Not not Mary Poppins, but we, we basically took an essence of a mythological story, which was basically two families at odds with each other, and then we killed off the patriarch um, in a in a storeroom that was set on fire by maybe one of the children with the two illegitimate brothers. There was, so I don't have to go, so in other words, we made it so entertaining and so um, gripping that the value of trust is actually illustrated by someone who does trust someone who doesn't trust somebody who's who, who's who's being killed somebody who's doing the killing somebody who thinks it's right so in other words instead of condescending to the market you actually provide them with angles to the essence of the story which is always somebody wants or needs something they mm. raise the stakes there's a climax a denouement and an, and an end almost every story ever told has a beginning, middle, and an end, not necessarily in that order. Mm. We've, we've tried to do that sometimes with our, with our mother tongue work. Um, and in radios, interestingly enough, linearity works well. It's very difficult mm. to provide a flashback in real time in audio. Mm. But in TV, you can do it. Yeah. So the answer to you is, is if we want to change behavior, which is what we want to do, we must offer other alternatives to the end of the story, mm. which is, I mean, the novel that I've written, that's what I've, I've made a woman present in the world even though every woman isn't present in the world so there's an ideal outcome and there's also the story that has you guessing and 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 attend it to the to the actual narrative line and we're going to come back to wanda b lazarus a bit later on but you uh, tandy you mentioned that you grew up listening to stories about your family from your grandmother and i think i grew up listening to stories from my grandfather denying the stories about my family <laughs> so we probably had a very different upbringing <laughs> Doc, I mean, you, you, you've had exposure to big brand, you know, sort of uh, affinity and, and consciousness. I mean, how would you approach an issue like trust or, or, or the creation of, of trust from, you know, from ground zero? Okay, I need people to trust my brand. I mean, yeah. where, where would you begin the thought process? Yeah, like I think, Gordon, you know, I guess through, through my career, I've had the benefit of working with some really great people and some really shocking people. And, and, and let's just start with the bad people. I mean, the thing with anything like trust or, or any set of values or whatever, the, the bad way to do it, and I've lived through this, is, well, what do they know? We'll just tell them. And, and yeah, the five values, and, and you're going to live it. And, and, and then you say, but how are you going to translate it? How are you going to tell people in a very complex society like South Africa? People come from different places. Uh, and... Well, I was. But the key word is tell. Yeah, but you just said it almost unconsciously. Uh, How will you tell them? Uh, yeah. And with bra and with brands in the modern age, I'm talking like post twentieth mm. century. Mm. You can't just throw yeah. something down people's throats because they have yeah. a voice to respond to you. Abs and that's what's Abs changed everything. And that's the other side of it, Lynn. You know, I've, as I say, you know, I've worked in, and ironically, Gordon, almost in the earlier part of my career, I worked with who. I would probably think of better leaders in terms of, mm. of engagement. You know, and, and I, I go back to industrial days. You're talking about, you know, uh, some mining. I worked in manufacturing. And they, and they have very different people and difficult times. You know, Lynn, at the end of the 80s, uh, in, in, a, in a different South Africa, where we, we used a whole lot of different mediums, like, for instance, industrial theater. But done correctly, you know, where we engaged people, where often English by far wasn't the first language. And we did a whole lot of really what I would call thoughtful, engaging programs, Gordon. And towards the end, uh, it was, well, we'll just tell people what it is. And, and, and I can tell you the results were very different. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. 
just to interrupt you, we, we did a fantastic, <laughs> we did a lovely campaign for Pick It Up for the yeah. city of Joburg for their separation at source. We had a radio show that had almost a kind of Lockhorn type um, antagonist, protagonist who were married, who disagreed on everything, which I'm sure mm. as a non-married person you would never relate to. <laughs> and then we had to go around to every Pick It Up depot. How are we going to actually engage the community that were responsible for this work in on their terms, on their turf, in their lingo. So we, we cast the characters, and they did what you would call industrial theatre at every single pick-it-up depot. Yeah. We blindfolded them to explain to them how theatre of the mind works. Yeah. And so we actually did a theatre piece, if you would like to call it that, which is storytelling yeah. on a stage platform, on, on the floor, and then people you know, danced and won prizes and stuff mm. like that. And in fact, just interestingly enough, in terms of the whole what's this nice Jewish girl doing here I'll tell you the story was that I was the, the MC because I've come from cabaret and I can entertain anyone and a guy walked up to me who had one nostril and that's, he said to me that's interesting we've never had can yeah, we have no, him on well, the show I can identify him in a lineup and said to me these people don't understand a word you're saying okay and, and, and they were but they weren't and it was a very awkward moment and I said you know what you're absolutely right Katlejo Get in here. Yeah. Kate's our production director who couldn't be with us today. Yeah. And Kate stood, she stood up, stood in, and then we started, uh, you know, if you've ever been to, I don't know, a black funeral where, you know, the Malungas are given a mm. bit of the benefit of the doubt in the mm. in the kind of exchange of languages and Kate is brilliant at that. And I'm not brilliant at that. And I think that was a turning point for me because I'm the entertainer, but I'm not the target market and the yeah. target market isn't relating deeply enough to me. So that's when Katlejo got her break and she's a director today. Yeah, which is a great story. You know, and, and again, Gordon, you know, we've spoken on, on previous shows with people about caring. And I think the, 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 the key is to care genuinely and to be authentic, you know. And, and as South Africans, you must want to firstly want to be a South African and then want to be the best version of your South African that, that you can be. And Lynn, I read up on your backstory in terms of, of, mm. of it. And, we'll t and just, you know, touching on that, Gordon, Ernest Nkosi as a, as, a, as a South African storyteller, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and Napster, you know, we've spoken yep. about them as well. At the, so, so everyone's got a contribution. To answer your question, from my experience, is the, the key is to care up front and then to get the right people in and not think you know. Because as I've got older through my career, you realize that the gap opens and you've got to be big enough. I mean, simple stuff. Like, I'll give you a simple example. Okay, year in party once, we were playing and, and music and, and we can t talk storytelling and music and all the rest of it. You play the wrong type of music to your audience. Yeah. What do you think happens? <laughs> people Everyone don't put it's, it's a horrible party mm. and I'd call it we uh, it's seriously I paid a top South African group we had two acts a top South African group I paid them for the full set and asked them please you don't have to play your second set now that's the <laughs> that's the but but what's the alternative? I'll force my reading my, your audience. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Or do I force the fact that my pride is such that I, I've paid them they're going to play? You can't do that. And so. It's a silly example like of Trump of, and, of, and, of, of, and Vanilla Ice, I believe, played at Mar-a-Lago. What a day. lovely prospect! Mm, <laughs> yummy, delightful. Mm. Can't but wait for the yeah. next election. No, I, th I think that though the universal side of this, as Tandy said, is that storytelling is universal. It's in our genes. It's in our. It's actually things like dopamine release and and attention and awareness. And it's almost <clears throat> almost animalistic in the sense of. Can you hear the wolf is coming, you know, and the voice drops? It's all the storytelling that we had as children, be they true, be they untrue, be they rewritten. Mm. 
as as an individual thing, or b they dispersed in 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 the in the target market in target market terms. We always say on on their terms, on their turf, in their language, because it's the language of the storytelling really mm. more than the, the actual mother tongue being spoken that will reach yeah. their hearts. And if you have a client, you have a responsibility for that. But just I wanted to say to you, there is no drama without conflict. Mm. That you, not everyone's a goody-goody. When we would have to embed, sometimes in our financial education for Standard Bank and for APSA, we'd embed a good oak. Mm. We had to have a really bad girlfriend in the background. We had to have something that would make the audience care about him because there's no villain without softness. We, 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 we do the classic thing of trying to round the personalities, even if it's in a very quick, um, dram dramatic fashion yeah. Yeah. so it's it is about the storytelling value. so one of the advantages of, of building it around a, a, a fictional character as opposed to a real life character is that when the real life character commits a misdemeanor suddenly you've got to you've yeah. got to change your entire advertising campaign no names no pack drop so at least you can hide behind that but yeah so so we, you we, we can create our own um, co conflict yes. and, and solve it but with real people I mean that there's, there's a whole other discussion yeah. about that somebody drives too fast up the highway or, 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 or something mm. happens yeah, yeah. yeah we won't go okay. into some of the detail but I mean on. what's intriguing about this partnership for me is that you know you, you both let's call you wordsmiths you're more than that but I mean that's your instinctive beginning in, in my previous incarnation as an agency guy copywriters came with art directors so I find it interesting that two writers and and you and you know you you've made the point often that music is a form of storytelling you you express your 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 narrative through comic books industrial theater we've spoken about children's books uh, the tale of stingray charles but there's another couple as well ruby and the power pals for Eskom. yeah so there's a whole back end to this um offering as well which speaks to Lots of talented people that aren't in this room today. Yeah, Just tell us a bit about that because your your whole empowerment um, initiative in the last couple of years has also been very, very noteworthy. I think collaboration is key. Um, you know, if, if, if it was just me and Lynn, yeah. we would just be, you know, writing fairy tales, to be honest. Don't, but, don't, yeah. don't be modest. So, I mean, just for all of you out there, we are the kernel and the core together with Kate and Maps, but we were radio people. Mm. Uh, or I was a radio mm. person. I, I don't know if I want to tell the story of how we met Tandy. That's a whole other story. But when I realized, when I realized, because it was my business, that Tandy had this untapped potential storytelling strategic mind. <clears throat> it's taken us years. We've been together for 15 years. But when we decided that we were going to do the whole um, BEE thing properly, I now work for T. Uh, we, we are a triumvirate of, of black economically empowered level two because I can't get to level one. There's nothing I can do. I'm suntan. <laughs> and there's nothing. I, and, and we've accepted the, the collaboration and the conflict. Tandy and I fight like Talmudic scholars. But when we agree, we absolutely know we're right because we're coming from different angles but with the same mm. intent. True. And can she spin a yarn? The scale. No, I, I, you know what I believe in? I think ideas need to be interrogated. Mm, mm. Even when I agree with you, I feel we must test it out. We must, because I think most of the time when you end up with bad advertising or bad work in general, mm. it's because people are not speaking up. People are not interrogating mm. the work enough. Mm. Um, you're not poking, you know, to see if the balloon will pop. Mm. So for me, I think we, you and I do that for that mm. reason. So that mm. when we, sometimes we end up just settling back to what we initially said, but we must do it. And as my ex-guru once said, poke, provoke, confront, and elevate. 
<laughs> and it's actually, I won't give you his backstory, but that actually is in a way how we all can grow if we can, even old efforts like... Again, you're looking at me. You see, <laughs> <laughs> this, there's, a, there's a sinister ageism <laughs> well, which creeps into this sinister, <laughs> podcast okay, on occasion. I only occasion. started doing yoga when I was 40, so I didn't even know that you could calm that fat down which we are now. But my point, I've lost my point completely. That's okay. That's yeah. fine. That, that you are entitled to but do. We'll and cut that bit <laughs> you know, Gordon, and, and again, you know, we've spoken to modern day CMOs on the show yeah. in the last few weeks. And a lot of the theme comes through, certainly one or two of them have spoken about, if you're going to bring young, diverse thoughts into the room, you've got to give them a voice. Uh, and, and one of the guys I won't mention, uh, he was saying that in an ad agency, and I tested this out because I spoke with the ad agency themselves, he has a habit of starting with the most junior person in the room mm-hmm. and asks for their view because if you've given your view, it's very difficult for a person who's perhaps insecure in that culture to go against the boss's view. And so it's quite interesting. And, and what they were saying is, Got a lot of good work out of that, you know, bringing in those divergent views and, and interrogating. And, and quite often, as you say, they may settle on the main guy's idea anyway, but he certainly has given everyone an idea to, to talk about that. I'll, I'll ta- I'll, I hear you, and I'll take you on, and everyone in the room must have an opinion, but opinions are like assholes. Mm. So if, no offense to the youngest person in the room, none at all. In fact, most of my mentors are younger than I am. But then, <clears throat> are you speaking to the brief? In other words, if we've all agreed to a basic um, set of conditions, mm-hmm. I don't want some little 18 year going, you know, when I was mm-hmm. away on the week, it, it, yeah. it, there has yeah. to be some kind of structure. Yeah. And, in, and within that, you can go absolutely crazy. Sure. But I do mm-hmm. hear the intimidation of the kind of the, yeah. the, the ageism yeah. or even the multiculturalism. Yeah. People must have their voice, but it must be, uh, it must be directed. Yeah, sure. I believe. I'm still struggling with the, the visual image of opinions and arseholes but that's perhaps uh, we can unpack it some oh i see okay all right excellent um Sorry now, no no it's fine <laughs> it's just i was struggling to to get my head around oh, it. but I, it is a point i've i've uh, made before and it, it often when i have a, a first year students you know that contrary to popular belief you do not have a right to your own opinion in this lecture what you do have is an a right is a right to your own informed opinion Absolutely. and that is the difference and yeah. i think in advertising we've got mm. to we've got to learn to substantiate those those mm. points of view you can't just fly one past the goalie and see what see what happens there um one of the issues which seems to mitigate against kind of the progressive build of of, of storytelling and i'm just rereading lord of the rings which is a masterpiece of storytelling and it plays out over a thousand pages that's glorious no shortcuts um is this issue of short-termism which we we've addressed in this podcast before that everyone wants a quick fix so you're on uh, makarapa city going into season seven that's a slow build how long has that been going and how do you keep it fresh season seven Seven oh you're trying to explain to me yeah brain surgery yeah yeah so in fact um, do you want to talk to it Oh yeah, so I, I, it's, I think most brands sometimes don't have the patience, as you said. It's just the, the patience to actually watch, um, and trust that what they've put out there is worthy of people's attention over a long period of time. Mm. And and we've seen because Makarapa City is researched, um, mm. thoroughly actually. So we take 
on you know after each season we evaluate we progress we see how we can do better in in you know in the following season and what actually um people want to talk about or want to hear so it's 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 important that you invest in whatever you're putting out there so that you give it time to 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 grow to on on or just to grow on people as mm. well especially if you're dealing with storytelling you know the idea that you can now um i mean like we fight about this all the time when we get a brief and, and somebody wants uh you know we want a whole complete story in three minutes Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's sometimes no not mentioned. possible because then you cut corners, then yeah. you you leave out so many you know uh, important bits that actually form the actual story. I also wanted to. to uh, it, it's it's bears repeating, especially to Doc and Guru, is many of the campaigns we've done, many, many, many. You know, from mm-hmm. World Cup to insurance to to baked beans. Mm-hmm. If it's not researched, it doesn't exist. And we, because we are uh, servants of the brand, if you like, yeah. you know, it's the, I don't know what agencies are anymore. We get called in to serve the brand. Mm. And if we say, where's your marketing uh, research mm. budget? And they say, well, we don't have one. I mean, this has gone as high up as Absa and as, you know, it, it, yeah. w- how are you going to sell this even into your own people? How are you going to know if there's feedback? And, and that and a lot of trust you know the very brand value that we asked we asked mm. to convey is being conveyed within a team which includes ogilvy shout out to ogilvy client shout out to client mm. creatrix shout out to creatrix but we've actually been able to in a very difficult time especially over the COVID time where we actually created a drama in COVID, about COVID, during COVID. Yeah. that was quite a stretch but without i would imagine without the the, the core values that we hold we can't always hold every client to our values mm. but if we buy into their values we we like to think that we embody them as well because that's the integrity of, yeah. of the Creatrix brand. Yeah. Just speaking of non-core business, I mean, you mentioned Creatrix. A quick uh, comment, uh, the website that folks can get hold of you and what's, what are we looking at the website? Okay, it's so www.creatrix, that's C-R-E-A-T-R-I-X dot C-O dot Z-A. There or you can Facebook me and I'll come back to you. No, the fact that you are a master of of mistress. Uh, of, of mistress. mistress um, Maestra, actually. Why do we have to genderize that? Well, you see, but as okay. I got a master of arts, so that I want oh, to okay. call it All a right. mistress what, of a arts. Mistress. So let me. Okay. Well, speaking of mistresses, um, <laughs> in that case, um, wonder be Lazarus. We'd be a miss if we did not address mm, uh, the missing mistress of the Old Testament and the New Testament, <laughs> and in fact, the last two thousand years. Wonder be Lazarus, and I might add the growing suspicion that she's in some form of illicit relationship with Stephen Fry. She, she is actually. He, 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 in fact, did come out, but I think he's gone back in gone. subsequent <laughs> to, to meeting her. Um, so, yes, I, I went back. To, I'll, I'll tell this to yep. the doc because you don't know me from a bar of soap. So I just, I, I've been storytelling all my life. It was time. It was time to write a story that meant something more to me than just a client's values, what are my values, and I wanted to explore the notion of the wandering Jew mm-hmm. as a woman. Wandering Jew being, anti-Semitic myth, glyph created in the Middle Ages, rear and post-engineered to blame the Jews for everything. And I had had a very interesting childhood in Scotland where I was the only wee Jew in the village. And I used to get these little kids coming to me and say, are you a Jew? And did you kill our Lord? And I was like, mommy, mommy, who have I killed? It, it, it was always, and it was deep in my psyche about this blame that I mm. held as this eight-year-old child. And so I, st- and it was going to be memoir, it ended up being historical, Wonderby Lazarus, um, came from within, and basically, I was I was what what's that word that ghosty word? I was I was possessed yeah. 
for about six years. She's still within me. She's still of me. You don't say. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> so, you've so, seen so, this. Eh? You've lived through this. Two and a half we, years. We're getting yeah. a snippet of this. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a long story and you can cut it out. So I did my MA for two and a half years. I then found an editor pre-publication. Alison Lowry, if you're listening now, I adore you, I adore you, who saw the, the value in the post-MA space and spent another two and a half years creating it into a, a novel worthy of publication, which it now is. Which it now is. And if and you want, the, and, and Steve and Fry, Steve, my fairy godfather, I reached out to him. He responded to me. He's been the menchiest of menches. I adore him. The, for, for the most famous comedian on earth to actually notice my little wonder has actually raised wonder to a level I always hoped she would. Yeah. I just hope some people will actually buy the book now. Yeah. But but in essence, he it's shown me my grace. It's exhibited a little bit of grace, and I now don't cross my legs before I watch Sharon Stone movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that marvelous image, as I battled with the previous image, this one, uh, oh, fortunately, I have humor. a very clear image uh, of that particular movie. Um, <laughs> Guys, thanks the for joining us. To Wanda B. Lazarus, the Gospel According to Wanda B. Lazarus. Please do. And the e-book yeah. is on its okay. way as well. So, so the, the book is available at exclusive books. Yeah. If it's yep. not there, please phone them and nag. It's also available on Colleen Higgs's Majaji site, which is www.majajibooks.co.za. Right. I'm up there on e-book and in print. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, for joining us. That was really super to have you in. And, Doc, you are coming to the end of a long, hard run into the, the marketing awards. Yeah. Um, so a lot of energy gone into that. Thanks for all that hard work. I'm looking forward to the outcome. And uh, yeah. it's going to be really, really spectacular. Absolutely so. right, Gordon. It's been a great uh, run, as you say. Uh, the winners get announced at the end of March. So, you know, for our listeners out there, we'll do a wrap-up show. Uh, tell you the categories and not just the ones that you know, I judged but I mean there's some really big really juicy categories as well absolutely Tundi thanks very much for your time Lynn thanks uh, nice thanks, to meet guys. you both it's been uh, thank you and, guys. and again to our listeners out there please you know get onto the site be part of the conversation if you've got a brand you've all got a story within you um Get all of the experts and let them help you craft that story and 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 take it to your market absolutely and they all lived Happily ever after. <laughs> or, not, or did they? Or did they? Yeah. And so that was another episode of the Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Matthias. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully, we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Muller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.